Welcome back to Ready Teacher One. I'm Adam Mangana. And I'm Ryan McLaughlin, and we're continuing the conversation with Bo McCoy, the founder and CEO of Soul Academy. Bo, you were just talking a little bit at the end of part one there about the human connection. And I was wondering if you could say a little bit more about whether you find any teachers or principals or district leaders um, resisting the ideas behind Soul Academy because they're worried about the human connection. And, and what do you tell those folks about um, what it is that you're doing to convince them that, in fact, you're, you're the most pro-human relationship guy in education? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Adam hinted on it before. A lot of us are worried that AI is going to come and replace us. Um, but what that's not true. There isn't this massive, you know, unemployment of human beings because of all the advances in technology. What happens is roles evolve and new roles are created. There's so many great jobs that exist today that did not exist 10 years ago. There was not a social media manager 10 years ago. Now it's one of the best jobs in America. And there's right. going to be new roles and expanded roles inside of education because school leaders and teachers and coaches will have a lot more time to dedicate to activities once we can make their jobs more efficient. The average teacher is spending between 10 and 15 hours every single week looking for content to support their instruction. If we could eliminate that, now they've got 10 to 15 hours to develop relationships with their students. And if I look at what, you know, a lot of administrators and what their roles are like, there's a lot of inefficiencies there too, right? They're spending a lot of time on assessments and understanding the needs of their students. What if I could deliver the needs of their students in real time? Because that's the ability that we're going to have. So instead of having to wait for months for the data that you need to make a decision, you can make that decision today and have a solution implemented long before you would otherwise even have the assessment results in your hands. So there's change is always scary. I get it. You know, whoever sold horse carts was terrified when cars came out, but then cars came out and they adapted. They became a, you know, a car salesman. Now we have electric vehicles. They're not putting gas vehicles out, but people are moving on to electric things evolve and they get better. And this is what's going to be happening in the school system. So Soul Academy, it's new. It's using videos. They're short format videos. They may not be teachers who are on your payroll, but this mirrors what our students are already doing today. And at the end of the day, we want to help you engage your students. I have teachers all the time tell me that when they started making pre-recorded asynchronous videos, they were able to reach 20 or 30% of their students who were otherwise completely disengaged in their education simply by showing up on their device in a video, something that they enjoy, it opened up their mind to what learning could become. And maybe they don't like reading a textbook and maybe they don't like listening to a lecture, but maybe they do like watching video. In fact, I could almost guarantee that every young child enjoys watching videos. So we're just trying to be that bridge between everything that you've learned and everything that you've done that's been successful and what the students are already doing today, every single day, which is consuming streaming media. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. We had, um, Jeff uh, Patterson from Gaggle on last season. Uh, he's the CEO of Gaggle, a tremendous guy. He said a lot of the same things that you're saying about AI and machine learning about, look, this isn't, this isn't Skynet, right? This isn't uh, coming over to, uh, to make humankind extinct. We're not getting, uh, you know, coerced into joining the matrix anytime soon, but rather this is a, a tool that when you teach 
teachers how to use it um, can have a tremendous positive impact on students' lives. Uh, I'm wondering how you go about teaching teachers about the power behind some of these tools that we're talking about. And, you know, I, I think especially of uh, blockchain since crypto has been all over the news these last few months. And, you know, I've, uh, I've tried to explain it a little bit to my parents. Uh, shout out to my dad, who I know is going to listen to this episode at some point. But, um, you know, a lot of it is just, uh, what, 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 what is this? Like, you know, so what's, what's your strategy for teaching teachers about AI or teaching teachers about blockchain and helping them to, to see that, you know, these things aren't anything to be afraid of. These are, these are powerful opportunities for them. It's so interesting because when I built this, I thought it was going to be a teacher to student connection, but I quickly learned that it's actually a teacher to teacher connection. Okay. Who better to teach you about something than someone who shares your experience and backgrounds? So we create the space for a teacher who is well-versed on agile or blockchain or AI, whatever new technology it is, to teach to their peers. It doesn't have to be an adult to a child thing. It can be a Ryan, I know that you know something about Uganda that I don't know. Can you please make a three minute video and teach me about the culture in Uganda so that I can learn from you? Now I'm the student and you're the teacher. And you may flip it around and say, hey, Bo, I know you, you're really knowledgeable on AI and education. Can you make a three minute video to teach me on it? And I say, gladly, Ryan. And we're now exchanging this information. So we don't want to be the ones, we Soul Academy do not want to be the ones to tell educators or, you know, school leaders how to do their job, but the school leader who's being successful doing that thing is the person to teach the other school leaders on how to do that. And so a lot of the teachers who I talk with, they want to make professional development content. They want to teach about teaching concepts to this new generation, which is very different than the previous generation, about how to incorporate great edu educational technology products like Gaggle into, or Canva into the classroom. Because a lot of teachers want to do these things, but the development is not necessarily readily available for them, right? They've got to teach. They don't have 40 hours a week to do trainings. And so it's you, the teacher, who can teach your other teachers. And similarly, it's also the students who can teach other students. Because who better to teach a student how to get an A on the chemistry exam than the student who just got an A on the chemistry exam, right? We want to open up all pathways, teacher to student, but also teacher to teacher and student to student. So, so this is really interesting. Um, can you walk us through for the teachers just salivating right now? How do they, uh, how do they begin? You know, how, where do they go? What website do they access? How do they, how do they get access to all this rich content? Yeah, it's really simple. Just go to Soul Academy. It's S-O-L-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com. Click sign up at the top and get started. It's all right there. It's free. You can start using it right now. And our emphasis is simple online learning. What do we do? We make it as easy as possible for you to use. We make it look good and we make it fast. We're not trying to have the most bells and whistles or, you know, features and make things really nerdy and cool. That's not what we're about. What we're about is making it easy for you to incorporate into your learning workflow. So you don't need to sign anything or, or there's no like crazy concepts. You just get on and start using it just like you would any social site. Just out of curiosity, what are some of the content areas that you're seeing the most creation in right now? And conversely, what are some of the content areas that you're thinking to yourself, boy, I really hope more teachers of XYZ hop on soon? 
Yeah, there's three areas that I see great need in whenever I speak with parents and students. The first is for social emotional learning, as well as mental and behavioral health. The, the reality is the health, the mental health crisis affects pretty much everyone in society. COVID has been a huge pandemic and has affected a lot of people, but you tell me somebody who hasn't been impacted by the mental health effects of dealing with the pandemic. I don't know anyone. So this is the first content area that I'm begging people to really focus on, help people deal with the trauma that we've all been through. The second is getting more culturally responsive content available learning things in different languages, different cultures, different tastes and flavors and variations. This is what we need to see. We need to see different faces because there's a lot of schools who would love to offer a different perspective on something, but they can't necessarily go out and hire someone from a different background because they just don't exist in that area. And I'm working with a school in Indiana in that exact circumstance. You know, they want to have a diverse teaching staff, but they just can't find the people to work there. Right. And then the third, and I hit on this a little bit earlier, what students want more than anything is real life learning. How do I navigate my social scenario? How do I get into college? How do I get a job? What's the right job for me? How do I write professionally? How do I leverage LinkedIn to get, you know, the dream job that I want? This is what kids want to learn. And I'm talking about young 10, 11 years old, they want to start building those life skills right away. And they can't find a lot of that content. So they're looking for it. And so these are the three areas that I implore people to focus on, you know, social and emotional learning, culturally responsive content, and then real life learning. Ryan, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. So I'm curious, um, you know, do you, do you track, uh, you know, amongst your creators, who has the most popular content? And is there a particular course or creator that has the most views or, or the most teachers following them or the most students following them? Yeah, great question. This is an ongoing thing at Soul Academy is how do we determine what is his successful videos? Because we're not purely an entertainment platform. It's great to see, you know, a cat fall off of a refrigerator, but that's not really going to help you in life. And you can already find that on other sites. When you come to Soul Academy, you've got to see stuff that's entertaining, but also educational and academic. And so we look at both of those metrics. Is this thing entertaining? Yes, it's getting a lot of views, but ultimately is this academic and is it helping drive student outcomes? One of the things that we're working on is partnering with LMS systems and SIS systems to tie the behavior of what students are watching to those ultimate student outcomes. You know, how are they performing on assessments or specific questions on assessments when they've watched content related to that assessment? That is the connection that we're trying to create. So we've got some really amazing creators who teach. I can think of one. His name is Jamal. He teaches English and his English class is one thing. But when he's teaching English on Soul Academy, it's a completely other thing. He gets into some really like explosive content. I'll just put it that way. Cause he's talking about race and gender and, you know, issues that we have here in the United States that aren't in the textbook, but it's interesting to him. And I think everyone would benefit if they learned from his perspective. So we look at it a little bit differently. Do you think that part of what empowers Jamal and others like him to be able to have those difficult conversations is that uh, when they get onto Soul Academy to create content for you, they are 
um, untethered by some of the restrictions that are in place um, from schools, from districts. Uh, you know, they, there's a little bit more freedom to be themselves and to talk about the things that matter to them on a platform like Soul Academy than there is in a traditional public school classroom. Absolutely. And these are the conversations that really need to be had. You know, we can't just gloss over and pick and choose what we're going to talk about, because if we if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. Right. Right. And so we've got to look at the real stuff that's going on. And I ask everyone, what was that moment that you decided that you wanted to be a teacher? Step back into that mindset and teach from that moment. Whatever it is that you're passionate about, bring it. Put it on Soul Academy because that is what people want to see. It's not so much about the content and what you're teaching. It's about your passion and transferring that passion. Because if you're passionate about it, the people who see it will be passionate. And they'll discover their passion for learning and want to teach all sorts of other things. I think when you put constraints on creative people, it's very dangerous because you're not getting the most out of them. I want them to push themselves in creative ways they've never pushed themselves before because maybe they were held back by the job that they're in or the district or, or whatever. Here online, you don't have any of those creative restrictions. The only things that we ask are two things. Number one, make it educational. What's educational? You know it when you see it. And number two, make it appropriate. It's got to be appropriate because we're dealing with young people. That's the only guidelines we put in place. Everything else, we ask for forgiveness, not permission. There you go. I, um, so I'm thinking back to uh, 2016, which was a, a trying year. And at the time, we thought it was the most trying year ever, not knowing that 2020 was around the corner, of course. But uh, I remember in, in the fall of 2016 being in a faculty meeting in which uh, one of the teachers raised their hand and, and asked, um, you know, do we have any guidelines for talking about uh, the upcoming election in our classrooms? And the principal said, yeah, the guideline is don't talk about the election, period. Um, I'm wondering, you know, do, if, if that same faculty meeting had happened in 2021, uh, is Soul Academy the, the place to come and talk with students about it these is. difficult topics? Yeah. And it's, it's, you know what, certain things are appropriate in certain situations, sure. right? And I understand where that, that there's uh, consequences to all actions, right? right. And a, stu- a school administrator, while they might want to do things, they have to be responsible to think about the consequences of when certain things happen. The reality is it's very dangerous in the United States, right? School safety is got to be priority number one, be above and beyond everything. And so a lot of times I think school administrators are thinking about what's going to keep my school safe, my students safe before they do anything else. We don't have those same uh, complications online, right? We can put the content online and talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. Now, again, I do implore people to be educational. If this is just merely your opinion, that is not educational and it doesn't belong on the site. If this is a statement that's based in fact, that makes me a little uncomfortable, then it absolutely does belong because it is educational and I've learned something from it. So, so what are some of the challenges as you're trying to scale? So as you're trying to grow this thing, what have, you know, obviously you said pushing the record button is the big, big challenge. Um, I, I see some ways around that particular challenge, but I'm curious, uh, what are some of the other challenges that you're running into? You know, it, it's getting the word out and it's good enough. 
uh, I'll share a, a parable that I was speaking with uh, a person who's in a higher position in a county in Florida, and they have a large school district there. And, you know, what I was informed was that the assessment results might not look that bad this year because the, you know, the bar has been lowered a bit. But next year, um, they're going to have some real issues with those assessment results because the bar will be back where it was. And I'm thinking, wow, we've got to wait, you know, 16 months before we even know what the problem is. That's, that's not, not okay. You know, I've got to kind of help people have more immediacy in what is possible, right? You can start acting on things right now. You don't need to wait for the assessment results. If there's an issue, we can do something about it right now. I think there's a lot of thinking that, you know, education moves slow and it adapts to things, you know, it's like turning a battleship. It doesn't have to be right? Because at the end of the day, it's an interaction between one person and another person. And we can choose to make that however we want. We're not necessarily bound by everything that's happened in education for its entire history. I think a lot of that thinking like that legacy thinking was shattered when we were all forced to do online learning in the same moment, March 16th, 2020, right? A lot of that thinking went out the door. And as soon as they go back to school, I need to have every I want everyone to have that same mentality. Hey, this is a new challenge and we got to get it solved and we got to get it solved today because our students need devices. Our students need connectivity. Our teachers need to be trained on how to teach online. I just want to make sure that we don't slip into some of the you know, habits that have tended to make education a little slower to adapt new technologies and you know, new th ways of thinking. Well, what are you most excited about in education right now other than of course soul academy um i'm most excited that like the veil has been lifted in a lot of instances when i talk with my friends who are parent i'm about to become a parent for the first time they're so much more involved and knowledgeable thank you so much more knowledgeable about what's happening with their child in school than they were pre-pandemic pre-pandemic was like I'm dropping my kid off at the bus stop, black box, they come back, hey, how was your day? It was good, okay, let's move on. Now it's, I wanna know what you're learning. I wanna know what you're reading. I wanna know the dynamics in the class. I wanna know what the, the teacher, the parents are just so involved and that is true power because you spend so much time with your parents, you know? And if they can help you find that love of learning, you're going to bring it to class and it's going to make the relationship with your teacher that much better because you've already got this fire burning inside of you to want to learn. And so I'm really excited to incorporate parents and guardians and siblings and cousins and whoever in your life into the learning journey of each student where I don't think it was anywhere near as possible just a year and a half ago. That's tremendous. I'm wondering if you would tell our listeners a little bit about, I, I just saw today that you announced that you've joined the global education movement. I would love to hear more about that. I haven't really had time to, to research it or, or hear more about your personal involvement in it. And I, I'm just curious. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I love just putting things out there and seeing what happens, right? See sure. what, <laughs> see who gravitates. That's how we met. I just put wacky right. stuff out and sometimes people are into it. Well, there's a group of people in education who are really radical thinkers, quite honestly, and believe in students taking agency and believe in, you know, that we aren't 
tethered to the legacy of education before that each student's on their own individual learning journey. And uh, some of these people have gotten together to fall, form this thing called the Global Education Movement. So it's founded by Matt Barnes, TJ Jutla, and Kamal Shah, three people, amazing people. They're all on, on LinkedIn. And we just get together and we talk about what can the future of education look like? And it's open to anyone and everyone. So I encourage you to join and become part of this conversation. Because the reality is, Adam stumped me. He asked me, how am I going to go from stage one where I am today to stage five? And Adam, I don't have a clue. But that's why I'm reaching out to people like uh, the ones in the global education movement to help me figure that part out. We know what we've done before. We have an idea of what's worked and what hasn't. But the jobs 10 years from now that we're training kids for today do not exist today. So we've got to figure out how we're going to give them the skills that they need to work whatever those jobs are, right? And that is what this global education movement is all about. And yeah, absolutely welcome anyone and everyone who wants to try something different, whether you're in a formal brick and mortar school or just a complete radical, uh, you're, you're welcome there. That's awesome. I'll look forward to, to joining up. So we typically uh, like to end the podcast with a segment that we call the Furious Five. And it's uh, five questions that don't necessarily have anything to do with what we've talked about tonight. There's just more fun kind of get to know you sorts of questions. Uh, sure. We encourage uh, rapid fire answers. And just uh, without any further ado, the first question of the Furious Five is, what's the best TV or movie show that you've watched recently? Um, I love Emily in Paris. It's a really cheesy show on Netflix, but You're I just not love the first person to say that. Okay. <laughs> I just do love you, French culture. Ryan, and it's Ryan so do you do you remember that from season one? Who was it that said Emily in Paris from season one? I did <laughs> in episode fun. two. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, you're right. That was okay. Okay. Wow. Season one feels like a long time ago. Anyway, <laughs> question number two. What's the best meal you've eaten recently? Uh, Mexican food. My wife is Mexican and you name it. Uh, there's a place called Los Tacos. We had these amazing tacos. Uh, we had albondigas yesterday, um, bunyelos, you name it. If it's Mexican food, I'm in. <laughs> so I recently became acquainted with uh, – the complexities and subtleties of Mexican cuisine. So I'm wondering, does she have, you know, is it more of a Sonoran style or is it more of a, you know, Baja style or? So they're from Michoacan, uh, which is kind of like central Mexico. Um, okay. And it's just, it's, it's just made with love. It tastes like love, nice. you know, it's like <laughs> eating a, a taco filled with love. I could eat Mexican food every day of the week. I'm man. That's tremendous. Question number three. Who is a thought leader that our listeners should stop what they're doing right now and either go follow on social media or, or, or watch a TED talk of or buy a book from or who's a thought leader that everyone needs to know about? Yeah, I think Matt Barnes, one of the founders of Global Education Movement. I mean, he's, I just got to hear his daughter speak about what it was growing up and, you know, doing this independent journey. And he's big on getting parent involved uh, in their students' learning journey. And he's on LinkedIn and he's part of the, the global education movement. So check him out. He's really amazing. Excellent. Question number four, what's the best book you've ever read? Oh, wow. The best book I've ever read. Um, 
It's going to be called uh, The Miracle of Mindfulness by Thich Nhat Hanh, who is a Vietnamese Buddhist um, that taught me that, you know, everything is the present moment, right? All there is is the present moment. There's a concept of the past and the future. They only exist in our mind. And whatever it is that you're doing, be fully present when you do it, whether you're washing dishes or talking to someone on a podcast, focus on that specific activity at that moment and you'll find great joy. He's tremendous. I, my wife recently read a book um, by him about being present at work and being mindful at work. And she's been after me to get to, to get me to read that. So I'm definitely gonna have to follow up on that. Um, the last question of the Furious Five is really Adam's question. So at this point in the show, I always turn the mic back over to him to ask what we love to call the contrarian question. So yeah, Bo, you've been a tremendous guest. I am curious, what do you know to be true about curating educational content that your competitors would disagree with you on? I think my competitors think that you know, a centralized model content coming from one place is going to be better um, than just your average teacher uh, making their own content. And I fundamentally disagree with that. I think there is beauty and genius in every teacher and it might not be right for everyone, but it's going to be right for someone. And that by opening up and creating more content avenues, we'll be able to inspire more students and empower more teacher collaboration. So, you know, I'm fine with, you know, continuing the model and the way things are on other sites. And I won't mention them doing online courses and that sort of thing. But you know what? I believe in two, three minute videos and I believe in seeing diverse faces and I believe in empowering teachers to talk about whatever the heck they want to talk about. And I'm going to bet my company on that. That's amazing. Bo, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you this evening. Um, you mentioned it earlier, but where can our listeners find you on social media? Yep, we're at Soul Academy on all social platforms, at S-O-L-C-A-D-E-M-Y. We're doing spaces on Twitter every single week. You can check us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, at Soul Academy. And I sincerely invite you to write us. I love communicating with you. And my social media person loves to engage with them. We learn so much from you amazing educators. So if you are feeling a little afraid to press that big scary red button, hit us up and we'll tell you it's going to be just fine. Fantastic. Thank you so much again, Bo. We look forward to, uh, to talking with you more in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you to everyone who's listening to this for spending some time with me and just really a pleasure to finally be here. Thank you so much, my friend. It was awesome to finally uh, make this happen. It was. Yeah, this was wonderful. Thank you both for the, the great questions. You know, I had to stop and think and catch my breath a few times. So, you know, that's always fun. We, we, yeah. try, to, we try to press these. these uh, you guys are incredibly okay. courageous for coming on. Uh,